Hi, I'm Hera. And I'm Aisha. And we are the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice, or SMCs. Like you, as SMCs, we decided to become mothers knowing we'd be the sole care provider and parent of our children, at least at the outset. And the Mocha is for Black. We discuss being SMCs from an intentionally Black lens. You'll connect with all the interesting and fun things about this non-traditional path. Like how you decide which sperm to use, the cold, hard truth of fertility, your reality of dating as a single mother who doesn't have a co-parent to rely on for occasional childcare, and what it's actually like to parent as an SMC. This is the Mocha Single Mothers by Choice podcast. Hi, Pod. We are here to bring you a special video about, ta-da, Father's Day. Father's Day is coming up this Sunday, and it is such a huge Hallmark holiday. And as we know from Mother's Day, lots of businesses like to capitalize on it, you know, buy your dad a watch and all these great things. But it can mean a lot of really interesting things for SMCs because this could be a day that is very emotional. Um, and depending on your situation, you may be all in your feelings about it. Um, and Aisha and I are here to talk about what Father's Day means for us and our families and also give you some tips for survival. So Aisha, you want to tell everybody like what historically has this day meant for you and what and what is it like for your family? So for my family, my parents are deceased. So when I was a kid, I can think back to when I was a kid, I grew up with my um, stepdad in our house. And so for Father's Day, we did the traditional make a card at school, you know, bring it home, give it to your dad. Um, And so this day kind of feels like um, a typical day for me personally, and then for my family, because, you know, ultimately we kind of set the tone for how this day is going to go down in our house. And so for me, when I sit down and I think about, you know, Father's Day and I think about the the stepdad who raised me and the the, the skills and the, the things that um, he taught me, you know, I know how to use tools because my my dad taught me how to use tools. Definitely something I plan to teach my girls. Um, my dad taught me how to prepare for Armageddon and definitely something that I'm teaching my girls. We have relay races to get to the car, to jump in the car, <laughs> in our seatbelts, just in case we have- Aisha's got her like bomb shelter at the bottom <laughs> of her house, like just in case. Look, we got go bags. They got their little go bags. I got my go bag, but, but literally, you know, those are, those are the endearing things that I carry from- um, my dad into my childhood. And since my dad is not here to play a role in my girls' lives, these are things that I plan to impart to them. Now, I don't know how my girls will choose to live their lives. I don't know. One might choose to be a father. One might choose to marry a father. One might choose, you know, so for me, I try to keep a balanced approach to the roles that I see um, fathers playing in society. Um, And we just don't have one in our family. And that's just it. And so this day for me is kind of like any other holiday that I don't celebrate um, in my house. And so we respect it. We respect the people who do celebrate it. I put up an annual Facebook post, you know, saying happy Father's Day to all the dads and anyone who chooses to celebrate this holiday. And then my day is done and I'm on to the next. How about you, Hera? So I will say that um, 
you know, my dad does take a pretty big role in my kids' lives. He's Disney grandpa and they love him dearly. But I think my feelings about this uh, holiday have evolved as I've become an SMC. I, I had a really horrible tragedy before I became an SMC and it was um, tied to my son's father. And so I've had, in the beginning, I had a lot of feelings about fatherhood and not necessarily like, you know, negative against fathers, but more just kind of like mourning the fact that at least my son didn't have a good dad. And then I also was still going through my feelings about what it meant for my daughters not having a dad. And I think a lot of my feelings about a lot of my sadness that I had tied up in like the whole concept of daddy was more that I wondered if I was enough, you know? And so I remember in the beginning, I was like, maybe I should get two gifts, right? Like Mother's Day and Father's Day. But as time went on, I was like, you know what? I'm not a dad and that's okay, right? Like, I'm not trying to be mom and dad. I'm just trying to be mom and mom is enough. And um, so it's been interesting because, you know, we've had experiences where I think my daughter was about three and one of her schools did a activity where they made Father's Day cards. And, um, they actually excluded her from the activity knowing that she didn't have a dad. And it made me furious because I was like, why would you segregate her in a corner? Like, that's insane. And Mm -hmm. I would have preferred them just have her make a happy father's day card and exactly whatever the hell she wanted to give it to. Right. So, I mean, it was a teachable moment for the school. And when I have those moments, I think this isn't just for my kid, right? This is for every kid because you don't know what everybody's situation is, right? Like I'm very, I I'm very full disclosure with my kids school because I'm not trying to hide my situation and I'm very proud to be an SMC and I want my kids to be proud of their family structure. But you know, what if there's a kid in the class who has two moms, right? Or what if the kid has like only one parent or maybe they're being raised by a grandparent? Like it's, they should allow the kids to celebrate who they want to celebrate And that should be up to them no matter what. Like, even if you have a mom and a dad, maybe you don't want to celebrate your dad. Maybe you'd prefer to give it to your mom. Like, who knows, right? Um, I think, you know, kids should really be empowered to celebrate whatever family they have. And um, so now I think what I typically do is I ask my kids, I, you know, I don't hide from them. I'm like, yeah, it's Father's Day this weekend. Like, what do you want to do? And more than likely they will probably make my dad a card and, you know, show him some bugs and do like the stuff that they do with grandpa. Uh Um, But I also remember a few years ago where my older daughter came home with the happy father's day card from school. And I was like ready to accept it. I was like, yes, another gift. And she was like, not for you. And I was like, what? (laughs) And she was like, well, you already got one for mother's day. And I was like, Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> and so she went right to grandma and she was like, grandma gets the father's day gift this year. And I was like, lovely. and it was like a nice one too. It was like this like framed picture. And I was like a little bit, uh, I was a little bit <laughs> like, can, can we trade? <laughs> yeah, it was like really nice. I was like, mother's day didn't get that kind of nice gift, but it was fine. My mom deserved the gift too. So, um, but I was happy with the fact that my daughter didn't skip a beat about the fact that it said happy father's day. And she was like, whatever grandma's getting this. Um, so it was like, you know, I felt like at that moment I was like, okay, I might've finally arrived because I, 
I don't feel like I have to make up for anything or, you know, that like, oh, my kids are, you know, suffering as a result of my decision. Um, so, yeah. Well, that's awesome. You know, th- when I when I think back to like growing up with my stepdad and I think, you know, did I feel like anything was missing because it wasn't my biological dad? And to be honest, I think my parents did such a good job of just saying, you know, maybe militantly that this is your family. And so for me, it just was. And I think that's kind of what I go into parenting with. Like it just is. This is our this is our life. This is our family. This is our structure. Now, I will say um, daycare, I believe I had more insight into the daycare, what happened on their day to day basis than I do with school. But daycare would typically ask for a family photo at the beginning of the year so they can subtly understand what a child's family structure is. Um, and then for my big girl, when she was at the age where she was doing arts and crafts, like real stuff. Um, asked me, um, what do you, who do you want her to make the Father's Day card out to? And I was just like, you know, I was shocked. I was like, thank you for asking me. But I was like, ask her. Yeah, like these and holidays she, aren't about us anyway. Like, right. like about us. It's like, it's not it's about, a, it's about the kid. About us. Like Thanksgiving's not about us. Like none of it's about us. It's all about like them and. Uh-huh. And validating them. And so she ended up making a card for her Uncle Sal. Um, and so, and it was, it was the sweetest thing, you know, but we are going every year, there's going to be a father's day. Right. And so what we wanted to do was for some in the SNC space, this day can be emotionally triggering. And so her and I sat down and thought about over the course of our being parents, what are some tips and tricks we do to get, you know, to get through father's day or to help other SNCs get through father's day. So we got you covered. We have your back. Here we go. Five tips. All right. All right. So the first tip, um, read a book that depicts diverse family structures because books can be scaffolding for difficult conversations. So this is the prelude into the Father's Day period. Yeah. And I mean, this isn't Father's Day is not the only time of year that you that you might come up with the question of like, who's my daddy or where's my daddy or why don't I have a daddy? So, I mean, this is something that you know, you can be prepared for all the time, but I think sometimes days like this, like Father's Day presents an opportunity to be like, oh, this is the, you know, here's a different family structures. Some people have a daddy and this is what they do on this day. Right. Right. And we, we typically refer, we will refer people to like the, the Todd Parr book that is, um, you know, the family's book. Um, we can talk about different families um, in our classrooms. We talk about different um, families that are in our village and in our social circles. So just having a diverse village, we think, um, helps prepare for this particular day, but kind of prepare SMC children for their family structure. I think you can also think outside the box here, right? Like, you mentioned village, right? And like, there's so many people in our kids' lives. And if you don't, if you're becoming an SMC and you don't have your village yet, like now is your time, go out there and be an extrovert, even if it's not your thing and like start meeting people. And so I think, you know, this is a great opportunity also to allow your kids to choose their people. You know, um, I think the thing that is kind of crappy sometimes is you don't really get to choose your parents, but sometimes kids will choose people in their lives and those people become really special to them. And so, you know, whether it's like a coach at school, maybe their teacher or their, you know, their, their uncle or what have you, like this is an opportunity where they can celebrate their people. 
Yep. It's all about empowering the kids. Okay. Number two, proactively discuss. Number two, proactively discuss with your care providers in the school how they can handle holidays in a way that's inclusive of all family structures. So I think Heather and I, um, Heather mentioned this um, earlier, that when you advocate for your kid and the uniqueness of your family structure, you are advocating for all kids and the uniqueness of each one of that those individual children's family structures. So become an advocate in place for all kids. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing is, you never want to have to be that person who's doing the work. It's similar to like, you know, the underrepresented community person from the underrepresented community, like always having to teach people. But in this situation, you know, I really think it's an opportunity to also be an ally for certain communities, right? Because I mean, I, I am not a part of the LGBTQ community. However, I will be an ally in this moment to be like, there are kids in this class whose parents probably are. And I would rather take on some of that burden and not have to like have them always have to come in and be like, Hey, listen, not every family has a mom and a dad. Right. Like, so if this is something that I can do to also be an ally, then, you know, sign me up. And not to mention some kids may have lost parents. Right. And so I think that we can do to kind of, you know, balance out the, the negative impact that that could have on a kid. I think we do it. And there's also kids whose parents are in the military and they may be not around or what have you. So there's, there's definitely, I think teachers need to be more sensitive and there are many teachers out there who, who definitely are, but sometimes a little reminder can be helpful. Yes. Okay. Three, prepare your child for the reality of this Hallmark holiday. Don't operate with the intent to erase fathers from the picture. Don't do it. Yeah. So the crazy thing. Okay. So in SMC spaces, we see all kinds, right? And Aisha and I have been in these spaces for almost a decade. Actually, you've probably been at least for a decade. And we see moms who are like, oh yeah, I cross out daddy in the Dr. Seuss books and I put mommy. And I'm just like, what? That's, that's nuts. Like, I mean, I guess I understand the sentiment. I think it's like a fear of like having to address it, but similar to telling your kid their conception story, like, don't dodge it, just, just name it. Right. Like you have to get to the point. And if you can practice this before you have a kid, then awesome. But you have to get to the point where like you are at peace with your decision and you're not at peace with your decision. These children smell fear, right? They will be like, what is wrong with mommy? And why is she having a problem with the fact that I don't have a dad? Right. So like get yourself right. And understand that just as your family is special, lots of families are special. You don't have to like erase dads from the picture. Like we love you dads, you know, like, we do, we do. We and um, there are many good ones out there who, you know, deserve their gold star on the Hallmark day. Um, so yeah, don't dodge it. Just so say children have CIA level of emotional detection. They can pick up on fear. They can pick up on discomfort. They can pick up on secrecy. Um, they can pick up on um, shame, right? And so it's just like, I tell you, there are there are times where I will pick out books that specifically 
for, you know, a mom and kid family, because I, I want to validate our family structure to my kid while I have them in my home. Right. But I also have books that include a traditional family structure that include um, mom, mom and mom family structure, grandma and auntie family structures, because those are the family structures that exist in society. I don't want my kid ill prepared to go out into the world and encounter some of these things and have someone else tell them the narrative. I want to be in control of my kid's narrative from the age of zero to four, because that's an, uh, after that they enter the world and they come back and they tell you what other people are saying. Um, but for this day, like I said, my kids could decide I want to be a dad and I don't want to have to backpedal and be like, oh, all that I said about dads, I take it back. You know, yeah. kid might marry a dad might marry a man who will become a dad, right? And so for me, I think in order to uplift and validate the SNC family structure, we don't have to invalidate other family structures. Our books have dads that show up in the picture, kids, you know, and that's important. And also because you it, you can help talk your kids through something that they may be uncomfortable with. Well, you know, Tony has a dad. Um, dad comes to pick Tony up. Why don't I have a dad? And you open the door comfortably and easily to have those conversations. So I also think that like, we don't want to create daddy issues for our kids. Right. And so one of the ways that we can also, without having a dad in the home, show them what good daddying looks like is pointing it out in society, right? Like maybe they've got a good friend whose dad is really involved and we can be like, wow, like look at so-and-so's dad. Like he's, he's like mommy. He takes, you know, he takes, Joey to to soccer and he picks him up at school and he makes his lunch every day. Like, you know, just really calling out good parenting, regardless of gender. So that when they go look for a life partner, be it, you know, another woman or a man, they're looking for somebody who is going to be a good parent, you know, if they decide to have children and they're not, uh, you know, surrounded by no symbols of positive male figures who are parenting, you know? So like, that is something that we should be really pointing out and, and stressing. So I think I, I'm, I'm laughing because I think her and I, we subconsciously do do this thing. Like, I don't want my kid to be on somebody's couch someday with all of these <laughs> yes. emotions. And so anything that I can do to get them talking about things, about things that I know will put someone on a couch. I want to create a safe space so that we can start talking about this early and we could talk about it often because yeah. I don't want to be paying therapy fees. Um, I feel like they're like everybody ends up in therapy for some reason. <laughs> and we talked about just the, just the other day. I was like, you know, teenagers are supposed to hate their parents to a degree. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, of all the things they could hate me for, mm -hmm. I just don't want them to hate me and be like, I don't have a dad. Right. That's your fault. Or like you're a man hating woman. Right. Or like yeah. whatever. Like, mm -hmm. like, please let it not be that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All seriousness. Number four. OK. Allow your children to celebrate whomever they want to celebrate on this holiday because it's not about you. It's really hard to decenter yourself. I mean, no matter who you are. Right. Like this isn't just like white people, but like anybody especially as parents, like we are so in our feelings all the time. And, uh, and that's normal, right? We all do it. But this is definitely one of those moments where you want to step back and let your kid take the lead here. 
Yeah. So I will say one of the best pieces of parenting advice I ever got was from a more seasoned parent who I consulted before I became an uh, an SMC. And she was like, the best thing that you can do is learn how to keep a straight face. So when like anything, any hurdle that I'm going to come across with my kid, my goal in that moment is to keep a straight face and to hear them out. And my daughter is so empowered. She'll be like, mommy, you're not listening, right? And so, and then, yeah, six-year-olds, just forewarning you all, six-year-olds will come for the jugular and you need to keep a straight face. But anyway, but it's not about you. It's about the kid. And again, this is, this opens the door to a conversation. Well, who do you want to celebrate on this day? You know, who, who is it that you feel, you know, um, is that, that loving, trusted adult in your life and asking those questions can also give you insight into their little world, right? Because as parents, we think we know, but when they go to the school doors, they are interacting with other adults that they feel are trusted adults. And so you'll find out which aunties they like best, which uncles, you know, and it's quite humorous. So it's not, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It also might make you reevaluate your community, right? Like, do you have those people in your community mm-hmm. that they can go to? All right. Number five, this holiday can be triggering for some people. So take some time to process how you feel about the holiday before you interact with your child, their care providers, or the public. So we have from the time that we start thinking about becoming SNCs to think about how we want to handle Father's Day. We have from the time that we are pregnant and these little people are kicking the heck out of us to think about how we want to handle Father's Day. Take that time. Go to the counseling session. Sit on somebody's couch before you have to get in front of little people because parenting happens in the moment and it happens so fast that you want to make sure that you have taken care of yourself and your feelings. And then even still, when you get in that moment, you need to be in that moment and know that this is a day that I feel uncomfortable with, or this is a day that triggers me for some reason. What can I do proactively to make sure I protect my heart and that I protect my kids or anybody else from having to bear my emotional distress? So take care of yourself and then go into the day. Yeah, we talk a lot about therapy uh, because Aisha and I are both like big therapy people because, you know, I think we just don't want to burden our kids, you know, like with all of our past drama. And I think it's really impossible to get through life and not have some form of trauma. And so, yeah, this is just one of those things where really evaluate how you're feeling about the day and why, uh, and understand that, you know, father's day is just a day and you may be having these feelings at various times throughout your parenting. And I think there's a lot of times where we talk about how, no matter how you came to this path, we all might go through some level of mourning for the traditional, right? Because society just like pumps into us from an early age and all the Disney movies about the princesses and, you know, and and whatnot about like getting married, having children and having this perfect fantasy. And so uh, I think most of us have moments where we're like, am I really doing this? And uh, luckily, you know, we, we in the 2021 era have the benefit of having data that, you know, mom, single moms of choice didn't have in the eighties and, and prior. Uh, but that still doesn't make us 
completely miss, you know, potentially being in our feelings about whether or not we're doing the right thing. Yes, exactly. So what are you doing for Father's Day? (laughs) So I will be asking my kids what they want to do. Um, I don't even actually know, like, because they're not in school right now, they don't, I don't think they know it's Father's Day this weekend. I'm going to tell them because I don't want them to miss the opportunity to shower grandpa with love because he's the type of grandparent who will be all over that and be like, give me all the hugs and gold stars and all the things. Right. So, um, and it's also like good for me because pro tip, if there's someone in your village that they want to celebrate and spend time with, that actually ends up being a gift for you because they'll be like all over that person and you can kick back with your glass of wine and have like mommy time. And it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a second mother's day that actually isn't mother's day. Yes. How about you? What are you doing? So yeah, I'm not asking my kids anything. <laughs> my Facebook post, happy father's day. And then I'm going to bundle my littles and go to the pool. And, you know, this is this day's like any other Saturday, but we're going to the pool. We're going to splash around and here. Um, Sunday is supposed to be a beautiful day. And so that's what we're going to do. I mean, alternatively, <laughs> I may hit the park and check out the single dads who are inevitably hanging out with their kids today. Oh, my gosh. No, they, they're going to look at you like a pariah. I did <laughs> Say don't do it because they are out there with their kids and you're the only mom. And so you, but you want your kids to play with the other kids. And so you're like, go. And I had to, I had to consciously keep a distance because I'm not trying to steal anybody's husband. Like, yeah, but you no, know, think about it though. That uh-huh. there's, there's logic to this, right? Uh-huh. So like typically dads, at least in my experience, like they might want to like spend the day, not with the kids, right? Uh-huh. At least like a certain part of the day. So when you see moms, at the park with their kids on Father's Day who are not uh-huh. married or who are married, they probably have dads somewhere who are doing something, right? Uh-huh. But if you see dads and they don't have a ring on, you should assume that it's a co-parenting situation and they get the kids on Father's Day. No, no, no. no Maybe that's a poor no. assumption. <laughs> no, 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 because a lot of men don't wear wedding bands. Which is so effed up, by the way. Like, so confusing and so effed up for us single moms trying to, like, date because I don't know if you're married and I don't want anybody who's married. No, don't come for me. (laughs) But if you found this video helpful um, and you found the tips useful, can you subscribe to our YouTube channel, follow us, follow us and join our mailing list. We also have a full write up um, on our podcast. And so for now we are Okay, SMCs. Bye now. Well, Pod, thank you so much for taking the time to listen. If you like what you heard, share us with your girlfriends. We'd love to hear your thoughts. So tell us what you thought of this episode on social media. On Facebook, we are at Mocha SMC Podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, we are at Mocha SMC. You can find additional information on the topics from the podcast at our website at mochasmc.com. Till next time, pod. Bye now.